impression the game you get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go out and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? Good evening and you're very welcome to another episode of Treaty Talk. This is episode 255 and a change in the hot seat here with uh, Jack Neville departing for Pastures New, but uh, myself, Tom Clancy, in to replace him uh, in the interim. And uh, as ever on Treaty Talk, we're delighted to be joined by Matt O'Callaghan of the weekly Observer Vale Star. Matt, you have a new man to answer to, but uh, nevertheless, uh, the hurling and football world around us, the Limerick continues. So uh, great to be accompanying you here this evening, and uh, I'm sure you'll show me the ropes here on Treaty Talk. Hi, yeah, Tom, Tom you're, you're, you're very welcome um, uh, to, to, to Treaty Talk. As, as you said at the outset there, it's number 255, and um, I, I have been around for 252 of those, and... Um, I think Jack was around for about 220 of them or thereabouts. But we'd like to wish Jack Bon Voyage. I don't know what part of the world he's in now, but um, his ultimate destination is Australia anyway, Sydney in Australia at some stage in the next couple of weeks. But wish him the best of luck. And I wish you the very best of luck coming on here to Treaty Talk. And be sure, Tom, we will make your life so easy. That's, that's what we're here for. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, I can echo those sentiments to Jack. In fairness, two hundred and odd episodes, uh, good, great dedication. It's fair to say, and uh, I'm sure if Ballystine will uh, emerge into a county final in the coming years, he'll be the first man back on these shores to uh, to join in on that. So uh, we'll see Jack, I'm sure, before long, and we'll be definitely hearing from him through the prism of the internet. But uh, nevertheless, we must look back on the week that was in Limerick GA, and Matt will start at the very top uh, to. In trawling uh, semi-finals, I don't think there's too many people would have predicted the 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 certainly the way these two games went. Maybe people would have predicted a Patrick Swell in a Pearson final, but not too many would have predicted that we would need a first ever penalty shootout on Saturday evening. And then I don't think too many would then would have predicted that Kilmallock would be ten points worse off against Patrick Swell. So, uh, what did you think first of all of the Pearson and Dune, which was on RT on Saturday afternoon? Well, Tom, I, I, I would say something that has been repeated ad nauseum since that final, that it is absolutely no way to finish a county scene or hurling semi-final. Um, I don't give a damn about deadlines or whatever you have, but it is no way to finish a county semi-final. But it was an absolutely tremendous performance by Dune. I had seen one in the previous, in, in that previous four championship games, and like, you know, when you talk about Dune uh, this year, they have been dealt a very, very, very poor hand right from the start with injuries and the departure of Dean Coleman, who is, you know, a top-class forward. But the way that they knuckled down, Jack, and the way our 
sorry now I'll be calling you Jack for a while but the way yeah. they knuckled down Tom um, you know and dealt with the hand that they had and dealt with what was put in front of them is so admirable and I've said it a couple of times if there's one thing that we haven't about doing this year Tom it is the strength in depth that they have you know that they could overcome the loss of seven frontline players and be so tantalizingly close to a county final. Like at no stage could I see before last Sunday's uh, or last Saturday even semi-final, I could not see a repeat of what happened in the third round. Out there on the night it's Napierchik. Now everything went right for Napierchik on the night. They were simply awesome. And um you know, doing what at the receiving end of it. But, you know, the way that they bounce back, you know, after that heavy defeat, and first of all, the way they bounce back after losing so heavily to Kilmallock in the first round and beat Patrick's well seven days later. They bounce back from the heavy defeat to um, to Napierchik and five days later beat Kildaima Palestinary. Like, so... Like, that's huge credit to him. And I, I saw him then in the final game of the round against the hand. When 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 their championship prospects were on the line, and they put on a very, very, very competent performance. I saw him again in the county quarterfinal against Mungret St. Paul's. Very open game in the first half, 13 points apiece at halftime. Lack of, little lack of intensity um, in the entire game from both sides. But by God, how they drove on the second half. And I suppose, you know, the icing on the cake, if there is a cake in the circumstances, was the performance that they put on last Sunday. And it it, it was great that the television RT screens or cameras were there to pick it up. And like, by God, what a microcosm of, of, of the, the rude state of club hurling in our county, that game. And of course, it takes two to tango. The Pearsheik were excellent as well. And at the end of the day, it was decided by, by, by penalties and sudden death penalties. But it was that little wee bit of experience that the Pearsheik had that probably carried the day against what is much changed doing side from last year and which has a certain number of youth among them. And like when Dune will look back on the year, you know, they will look back on, on the men that led them through through a difficult year. Darrow Donovan, absolutely immense. Adam English, what a forgettable campaign he's had. The like of Pat Ryan, Barry Murphy, the emergence of, 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 of um, Donald Coughlin, Kevin Maher, Eddie Stokes settling in very, very nicely at centre-back, Cormac Ryan going back at cornerback, Jack Ryan. You can name them out, those that, you know, um, with, to a man, they stood up to the plate and Tomas Lynch and goals making a couple of great saves, you know, but they really, 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 really put it up to Napierschik. And I suppose Napierschik showed that the way that they dug it out, the way they responded to everything that was thrown at them. And it was like a tsunami from the east that was thrown at them. And, and the way they responded, their cohesion, under pressure um, you, you just have got to, you know Napier, Jay, uh, Tom 
you know, and will a modern hope that talisman championship so far. So, you know, we would be hoping that 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 Willem would would have recovered that you have. You certainly want your best players on this. Yeah, you most certainly do. And William O'Donoghue did take part in the warm up. How uh, how full full fitness he was, I don't know. He gingerly did it. He seemed to be parading up and down the line, discussing things with Shane O'Neill as well. So he had a, certainly an imp, imp, influence without being on the pitch. But we'd be, it'd be great to see him uh, lining out in the county final, uh, which is on Saturday week at five fifteen. But uh, their opponents, uh, Matt, will be one one club by the name of Patrick Swell, who just. Whatever, whatever time, amount of times team teams seem to think they're the underdog or write them off, they just come back and again and again. And that second half performance, Matt, I don't think until Kevin O'Brien had a wide in, the, I think it was the 68th minute, I don't think they missed a shot in the second half. And that wasn't just Aaron Galan, it wasn't a one-man band, it was John Kirby, there was Stephen Patrick Kirby, uh, there was Kevin O'Brien, Thomas O'Brien, uh, Dermot Burns. Uh, from all different uh, quarters, they had, they had threats and now, Kilmallock were probably flat on the day, Matt, but in fairness to Patrick Swell, they, they picked the right time to bring their best performance of the season. Absolutely. And I, 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 I think in terms of form, Tom, that this was a clash of teams going in the opposite direction because I think Kilmallock's best form was early in the campaign and it seemed to taper off. And then they had that dead rubber of a final game in the group stages. Um, when they had already qualified for the semi-final. And, of course, again, semi-final proved um, direct route to the semi-final, again, proved to be a, a poison chalice, which it very often does. All the time while they were waiting in the semi-final um, and playing the game against Napierschik, which really, you know, was was just fulfilling a fixture, really. Yeah, they, um, only, scored, they only scored one nine that time. all that was happening... Kildama Palace Henry were putting it up to Patrick's well, and they responded. Bally Brown put it, certainly put it up. Your own club, Bally Brown, Tom, in the, in the quarterfinals, certainly put it up to him and had drawn level with six minutes to go. And uh, and uh, a, a surprise seemed, seemed to be on the cards. But, you know, when you're in trenches, Jack, and I've said this numerous times, you want big players to step up. On that occasion, it was Keane Lynch and Aaron Galan. With, uh, with two magnificent goals, if, if you recall, Keane Lynch, the way he trapped that long ball from Evan Fitzgerald and, and you know, a bullet of a shot to the Bally Brown net and then Alan Galan's goal, the way he was involved in the build-up and the finish of the goal at the very end. But always on, a, on the big day, but, you know, it has been spoken so much about the big three in Patrick's well. Um, Dermot Burns, Keane Lynch... Angelan. Unfortunately, from a Kilmallock point of view, they all hit top form last week. Were on top of their game. All three, and Angelan was just irresistible, scoring a goal and 13 points. And but as you as you mentioned earlier on, other players stepped up to the mark, the O'Briens, the Kirby's and the like, and the Jordan Higginses of this world. You know, and it, it would appear to me. Um, that Patrick's well are just getting a right good run at the at the right time, and of course you've got to look at that tradition. They're not twenty times champions since nineteen sixty five for no reason. 
you know, there's there's a deep tradition in Patrick's well. Now, tradition doesn't always win matches, but in tight situations, Jack, uh, Tom, it helps. It helps. And um, Kilmallock will be very, very, very disappointed because they lost the league final to Dune. Now, and you can say, oh, just the league final. But then the same, the, the, the two side, the same sides met in the first round of the championship and Kilmallock walked away with it. They had a huge win. And then, then they were, you know, they were tested for a while against the hand. And, um, you know, after that, then they, they beat Kildama Palace Kenrea and they beat Patrick's well in what, in my opinion, was the best game I've seen in the Limerick Championship for a couple of years over in Capamore. And that qualified him for the semi final. But, you know, um, they, they, they will be extremely, extremely disappointed. But after that night in Capamore, uh, Tom, it was quite obvious that there was going to be very little between them. Uh, very, very little between them. Now, I opted for Kilmallock to win it when we were doing the predictions. And I said by three points, Jack said by two, because we were conscious of, of how little was what was, was between them. At no stage in our wildest imagination, Tom, did we think that there'd be 10 points between them at the end of the day. It's a hugely, hugely disappointing performance from Kilmallock. And you said at the outset there, Kilmallock were flat, you know, and that is the case. That to a certain degree is correct. But that would be, you know, to detract somewhat from what was a great Patrick's Well performance. Yeah, it really was. And I think Eamon Kelly touched on it afterwards in terms of the, the work rate of his team from, from one to, I suppose, 20, really, the, of the five subs they used as well. But to go in touch briefly on Aaron Gillan, and I know he's had some year and you've probably talked ad nauseum about him on this, but he hit 112 without missing a shot. He also set up uh, the, the breakthrough goal that probably killed off Kilmallock's charge. He, everything he touched seemed to seemed to be just a bit of magic. And not only that, as he was involved further out the field as well, when when Kilmallock kind of got on top of things, like this this man is having a ridiculous season. Uh, since since basically since about March onwards, he's been unplayable. He's got a goal now in every match in the championship as well, Matt. Um, which is phenomenal. He's something like seven twelve from play. Uh, which is just <laughs> crazy stuff altogether. Like I mean, there's no stopping him, is there? No, 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 no. Sure, like him. Um... You 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 you'll be asking yourself why is he doing this in the Limerick Club Championship? All he's doing is more of the same what he was doing in the Intercounty Championship. You know, and are we expecting to um, club players um, to succeed where county players failed? And that 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 is exactly it because like Adam Galan's forum this year, right from the start, right from March. Tom, has been irresistible. I said, you know, his farm against Dune was irresistible. It's been the case throughout the whole year. And I mentioned the goal that he got against your own club, Bally Brown. Jack, he got a brilliant goal against against Kilmallock and, and in the previous round. So, like, he got a great goal against um, Ahan. I saw that game as well. You know, this... For Angelan, this is par for the course. Yeah. It's it, it's just in the day's work for him. He he's absolutely a super super hurler, absolutely a super forward, and like his his ability to win his own ball, his ability to strike from distance, his ability to strike from 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 um, awkward angles, he's simply phenomenal. 
you know, when you talk about great forwards, and Donald Cusick is famous for saying about this Limerick team that they're generational players, certainly um, Adam Galan comes into that category. Most certainly does, yeah. Limerick's record score, uh, which mentally took off Shane Dowling, a man who he'll face in the final, and a man who's already he's already scored a goal. And so it's well poised now for the decider, Mike Casey and, and Aaron Galland, captains of their two sides. They'll be having a nice ding dong among many other battles. So we'll we'll touch on that in more detail next week, Matt, and we'll get your prediction obviously closer to the, the occasion. But I think everyone around the county will be you know really excited about this because it's not a coronation by any means for for Napier Sheik. It's Patrick Swell have every right to be there and every right to believe that uh, they can bring back uh, Daily Cup number twenty one. So we'll, as I said, we'll touch more on that uh, next week. Uh, Matt, the tiers below there was uh, another six semi finals across the grades uh, in intermediate, Premier Intermediate, Junior as well. So plenty up for up for discussion there as well. Uh, the Premier Intermediate, if we look at that first, Drummond at Lacka, Toppled Bruff, their near neighbours, and Black Rock got the better of F. And most people probably would have flipped the other way in terms of who would win those two. But in fairness to Drummond at Lacka and, and, and Black Rock, they were, by, by all accounts, worthy winners of both those games. Yeah, myself included would have flipped the, flipped the other way, Tom. Uh, I was at both games. Um, I was at both games. Now, the Black Rock. Effing game was an excellent game of hurling, real good, tough hurling. Um, and when when they met in the championship in about round five, I think it was, um, Effing ran out comfortable winners. But Blackrock had their homework done. Uh, um, Peter Finn, you know, hasn't a CV like he has for nothing, and he had his homework done on, on, on Effing. And um, Right from the start, Blackrock took the game to, to Effin. And Paddy Lee, he had three points on the board before Effin registered the score. Two of them were from play and one from a free. So they set down the terms of engagement from very, very early on. And what they brought huge intensity and work rate to it, Tom. And I was actually on commentating commentating with, with Colin O'Connor and we were saying to ourselves, even off air at half time, would they be able to be maintain the level of intensity and work rate that, that that they brought, particularly in the first half. And that had been a shower and you know <coughs> made the ground slightly slippery on top. Jack, they were going or Tom, they were going as good in the last five minutes as they were in the first five minutes. Yeah, it, it was, you know, they never allowed Effin um settle into their rhythm. Um like they got their matchups dead on. Um, you know, they got their strategy dead on. They they set out to negate the the, the influence of Nicky Quaid, Fergal O'Connor and, and pa- Paddy O'Donovan. And they did so. And there was the key of their success. And um I, I think few arguing and I was speaking with Effin Connections after after the game briefly, um none of them could argue that the, that the better team won on the day, Tom, um, and um, that Black Rock are, and you know it. It, it has been, you know, you, you have to run your luck. You have to, you've got to get a bit of luck, you know, when you're winning championships. Black Rock lost three group games. Uh, they lost to Bruff, Effin, and Glenrue, and um, they beat they beat um, Drummond and Clackett by a point. They beat Newcastle West by a point. 
And had Newcastle West held out on the last day and the last round, Black Rock would have gone out in the head-to-head. So you need that little bit of luck. But there was no question whatsoever of luck last Saturday. They were the better team, full stop, and they deserved their win. No question about it. Now, I saw the second game as well. And it was my second time seeing them um, from an Atlack and Brough. I saw them in the... In the it, it, it was actually in round four, in, in as they played in Kilmallock in round four. And it, it was a day in which Brough, if you will recall, Tom, were coming off. Brough got this great start to the campaign and they got three wins in a row. And this was game four. And like they were, they were favourites going into it now. And But Drummond and like hit him early on. And what I, I mean in the best sense, they hit him with scores early on. Racked up five points to one head after about 10 or 15 minutes and never allowed Brough back into the game. Fast forward to the semi-final, and I thought we were going to we were going to get a, a roles reversal, as it were. Um, because um it was Brough who were playing into the breeze, had three points up while you'd be saying tick. And then um but then Drummond at Lacker, David Reedy was quiet for the first 10 minutes, Tom. But for the next 50, he was awesome. He was just simply incredible. But David Reedy and, and Co. and Co., I say his teammates, responded to, the, to his leadership. They had brought the game back. Now, they had the breeze in the first half. They had brought back. They'd gone a point ahead. Dara Butler stepped up to a free about 40, 40 metres out, dropped it in a ball with a low trajectory. The defence did not deal with it, and it nestled in the net. And by halftime, Brough and, and Drummond and Clacker were level. Now, there was a stiff breeze of varying strength. It was one of those days, if you recall, last Saturday, the wind would blow up and the next thing would abate and would be up again and all that sort of thing. But whatever advantage it conferred on anybody, it confirmed it on Brough in the second half. But Drummond and Clacker dug in, dug in and dug deep. And um, as I said, David Reedy was awesome, but the players around him responded, absolutely responded. And Willem Dora at fullback was excellent. Um, Peter Ryan at centre-back, Tom, there's only one word to describe him, imperious. He was absolutely brilliant. He's, he's the captain of the team and others. So, like, it was a great Truman at Lackey performance. And again, like the, the, the previous semi-final, like the first semi-final, Jack, or Tom, uh, Drummond and Clacker winning, no argument. No argument. Because, uh, you know, uh, Brough were not able to impose their will in the game in the second half when they had the advantage of the elements. So, no argument. From what I saw last Saturday in both games, um, the two teams that deserved it last Saturday will contest the final at 3.15 in the Gaelic rounds on Saturday week. Yeah, well teed up and that's the curtain raiser for the senior final. So we'd encourage people to get along to, to that one ahead of hopefully a mammoth senior game as well. But that's uh, the South Limerick clubs, four of them going to battle. Two could only come out and Drummond at Laka would oh, face. Tom, thanks for reminding me. Jack Jack wouldn't allow that kind of discussion at all, but I have to give a plug for the South Limerick. I'm a South Limerick man to the core. Yes, but it is entirely nearly a South Limerick Championship at times, isn't it? Seven, the first well, season. I, 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 this is the fact when, they, when they, the inaugural year, and 
you know, I'm, I'm just thinking of it there now in the terms of unfortunately Nakaderi being 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 relegated from um, intermediate. Um, the first year of the the, the inter Premier Intermediate Championship was made up of seven teams from South Limerick and Nakaderi. Yeah, but Jack, I, uh, Tom, I'm you know, whilst I, I'm a bit slow to gloat on, on, on four South Limerick teams being in the semi-final because there were five South Limerick teams in, in it. And the one team that didn't get through was my own Glen Rose. So yeah. you know, I wish I wish the lads the best of luck, but I I I, I would be gloating had Glen Rose been one of the four. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's going to be one of them flying the flag for Limerick anyway in the Munster Club Championship, so they'll be flying it for South Limerick too as well. Uh, you mentioned intermediate there, Matt. Before we look at the semi-finals, because you touched on it there, uh, Fiona Castlemahan against uh, Nakaderi went all the way to penalties. I think it was three-one on penalties, so would suggest nervy penalty takers. A lot at stake, Matt, for for both uh, these Western clubs. Uh, you know, it's never never good for any club to be relegated, but to be heading back to junior for for Nakaderi. You know, they're, they're a very small community. They obviously have, have battled, you mentioned playing, playing a Premier Intermediate. They've battled hard in Intermediate as well for the last year. So a big blow for them, but I, I suppose it's just it's just one of those things that unfortunately someone has to suffer that fate. And, and you know, it was either them or Fiona, and Fiona, I suppose, held their nerve that bit better from the from the, from the the 21 and those penalties. Hi, Tom, but, um, you know, I said it at the very outset in the context of Dune, you know, like it's it's bad enough for Nakaderi to to be relegated, but to be relegated in the circumstances in which they were relegated was just simply heartbreaking. Like there has to be a there has to be a better system. There has to be a better system. Yeah, now certainly. I'm not going bashing him. Certainly, um, certainly I'm not going bashing faceless people in Croke Park about this thing. But um, look. People have got to get their heads together. Um, I, I get, I, I get the, the split season, um, and I get the necessity to get games played, and that there's a very short window to get games played. I get all that, but there has to be a better way in deciding these games. Yeah, certainly. I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be as strong as you, Matt, and, and in terms of maybe a semi-final like Dune suffered, I, I kind of take that one on its merits. But certainly for a team to be relegated, that seems a little bit off for me, uh, because because as we mentioned, we were talking off air before we started the ramifications of one game and what it can do for a club, and hopefully Nakaderi will bounce back. But it can be very difficult for a club, as we know. We've often seen clubs go down one and two grades, and again, not suggesting that will happen Nakaderi, but to lose one game on on, on Five strikes of the ball really, uh, and go down. It's it's a diff difficult one. But look, we we probably we probably won't beat that today today that today. But in fairness, uh, congratulations to Fiona, I suppose, who maintained their status, um, intermediate, and uh, commiserations to Nakaderi. But the semi-finals in that great match, uh, two, uh, well, one classic, uh, one straightforward game that maybe someone would have predicted, in terms of Croke get marching back to a third consecutive final with a ten-point victory over Hospital Herberstown. The other one, Matt, then went extra time in Fedamore and spoke to a couple of people who were at the game and they said it was just it was just a titanic struggle. But a, a really classy game. Sean O'Connor got 20 points for Granibal and Gary over the 80 minutes, 20 of their 231. And uh, Maru Bohr scoring 327, but that's not being enough. And the, mass, the man who also emerged with the headlines was Donald Thatch O'Grady. 
think you won this grade against uh, your own club back in the mid 2000s, uh, the intermediate grade, and he chipped in with a goal and a point, I believe, uh, including a goal in extra time. So uh, they 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 certainly uh, they certainly won't let go of Dodge anytime soon. He's in his I suppose early to mid forties, should I put it that way? But uh, Ballingarry, you know, got a real scare there because they had marched they marched through the group really much uh, unopposed when it really mattered and. Fairness to move over, they they went they went toe to toe with them for for eighty plus minutes and unfortunately fell up a point chart. They did, and um, Marubohar only got through on um, a head to head with with Saint Kieran's. They just only picked up two wins in the group stages, but you know it gives you an idea of the the new dynamic that a knockout game takes in comparison with being playing in the group stages. Now. Um, um, uh, Annabelle and Gary, of course, you you, you mentioned about Don Logrady, like and um, you know what a phenomenal servant he has been to Limerick Hurling, for first of all on the field and then then in the backroom team with John Kiley and now for um and now still for Annabelle and Gary and um when I was looking at the program and I saw his name among the subs, I said to myself, 60 minutes won't elapse with Don O'Grady on the bench. And um, you're right, he was part of the team that beat Glenrue in 2005 in what was a fantastic game in Kilmallock. They won it by a goal. You know, um, uh, I don't know whether you deliberately reminded me or not, but um, oh. <laughs> um, we, we, had taken, we had taken the lead late in the game, actually, Glenrue had, and um, just, just, just didn't hold on. So, um, well, let's let's move on from that. But um, yeah, look, um, what happened in the group stages, Tom, was that uh, we'd say what happened in the group stages of the intermediate championship carried over in into the knockout stages. You had Granville and Gary and Croke Kilfinney um, qualifying for the semi-finals directly. Croke Kilfinney lost their last game to Kilmallock. Now it saved Kilmallock's skin. Um, from from the relegation playoff, so um, and then Croke Kilfinney had a good win over Hospital Herberstown, who came with a late burst. They had two, they won two games in the group stages against Kilmallock and Knockaderry, and pulled off a massive surprise in the quarter final when they beat Knockaney, who were relegated from Premier Intermediate last year and who were fancied in many quarters. Um, you, you, you know, to make a quick return or certainly to be right there at the end. And they, they got over that. But Croke Kilfinney, who will now appear in that third final on Sunday week, I think it's in Bally Grand, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, 20, yeah. You know, they, 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 they proved to be a bridge too far for, for, um, for Hospital Herberstown. But Rubor, um, you, you know, that, they, they, possibly they, they were they were within, you know, they were so tantalizingly close to, ca to causing the shock of the day um, in, in the manner in which they put, put it up to Bannabell and Gary. Because you must remember, Tom, in the group stages, Bannabell and Gary, five wins out of five, ten points out of a possible ten, not a, not a glove laid on them during the group stages. And here they were now struggling, you know, to maintain their interest in the championship. But they did it. They got over over the line, as I said. Don Logrady's been around a long time. Sean O'Connor, twenty points, not too long ago since Sean O'Connor was the um, failing the Gale skills champion. Of, uh, I think maybe what seven or eight, nine years ago, 
Um, so, um, yeah, look, um, it, 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 it is the promise of an absolutely great final. Um, they met last year in the championship and there was one point between them. Now, that was then, this, this is now, but it augurs well for a very, very good final on Sunday week. Yeah, well, we're nearly forgetting to mention now, if anyone doesn't know the geography of that part of Limerick, that, uh, that they are literally next door neighbours. You know, some people would have to go through Croke to get to Ballingarry, um, or through Kilfinney, I suppose, to get to Ballingarry, and you nearly you could go from Croke as well. Like so, it, it's it any any time two neighbours meet in the county final, it's intriguing. Um, but particularly there, given the lack of success, I suppose, for both clubs, um, in especially in recent times. Now, in fairness to Croke, they won the junior in in delayed 2020 in 2021. So they've been in four county finals in a row now, um, and only five in their history. So there'll be a fair, fairly uh, strong appetite there for them to to, to do to beat their neighbours. And obviously, Grandin Ballingarry, you know, were senior up until, what, maybe about 10, 10 years ago, 2014, I think, got relegated. And then a couple of years later, came down again from Premier Intermediate. So both these sides will want, not, not alone the bragging rights, not alone the cup, they'll just, they'll just want it all over their neighbours. So I tell you, if 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 some if you're at nothing else on Sunday week, Ballyagran might be the place to go to. Yeah, but talk, talking about neighbourly things just reminds me there, Tom, of um, the Munster Junior Clubs final uh, two years ago between Bally Giblin, who would be Mitchellstown, and Skihina Rink of Tipperary. Absolutely locked together next door neighbours. And to add to the intrigue a bit on that occasion, and this is only just a little sideline, 28 of the, between the two panels, 28 of them, Attended Mitchellstown CBS, so classmates were playing against classmates. Yeah, and we'll have—I'm sure there'll be plenty of that now of those who attended. Maybe Kalashed and Atrocara and Rakhil. I'd imagine there'll be a fair overlap there. So we shall see on Sunday week who uh, emerges there. One of them will be playing Premier Intermediate uh, in 2024, and the other one, well, they'll be—they'll uh, be hiding somewhere. I'm sure for a period of time uh, beyond that. But Matt, just to touch briefly then on the grade below that again, the Junior A which next year will become the Premier Junior uh, Hurling Championship as there's a split there in the grades. So one of these sides would be looking to come up to Premier Intermediate. Mungert's second team uh, got the better of uh, Mona Gay and Fina Kilmeady would meet them in the final. So I suppose an opportunity for Fina, who are still going into football as well uh, at the same, well, in, in junior football, and an opportunity for Mungert's, I suppose, fledglings, I think it's a very young looking Mungert team, opportunity for one of them to, to win a county title. So big opportunity for the two. Oh yeah, it's 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 a, it's an opportunity for um for Phoenixil Media to get back to a to intermediate. It's not too long, maybe five years ago since they were relegated from intermediate. Um, they got a tough semi final from um Kildili Drumkeen. There was there was a school of thought going around, and there was a narrative going around that Kildili Drumkeen would would be very very hard to beat, and that 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 uh, they would probably get the better of Phoenixil Media. But um, it has been said from the start um. Tom and I'm sure you've heard it just as I've heard it, like that Fina Kilmeady would be certainly one of the favourites to win the Junior A Championship this year, and that that has been borne out. But full full credit to Mungret, um, Tom. And, you know, the success of Mungret at all levels, practically, it's not happening by accident. Like they gave an underage structure that's second to none. And we've seen them contesting 
Premier Minor Finals. We've seen him contesting Premier Under-21 Finals. We've seen him in the concluding stages of the various groups. Mungren are becoming a huge club, Tom. Absolutely huge club. Um, they're in, 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 in a thickly populated area there. And, you know, they've got buy-in from the community there. And um, players coming in and, like, they have put in they have put in place in both hurling football, ladies football and camogie, the structures that are very, very attractive to young people and to, to bring in young people. And they're, they're, they're spending a huge uh, wad of money at present beyond their facilities. Now, their facilities were already pretty good, but they are going to be state-of-the-art. So um, it's full credit to Mungret what they're doing, you know. And like Mungret are not gone up to senior A. They're not in the junior A final. They're not in the junior C final. There's a possibility that they will be in the um, intermediate football final. There's a possibility that they'll be in the junior football final. That doesn't happen by accident, Jack. There's a whole group of hard workers there in Mungret. And, you know, the Mungret club are to be complimented um, uh, rather than envied. They're to be complimented um, uh, what they've done over the last seven or eight years, ten years, is, has been phenomenal. But it has been a laborious, painstaking from the ground up. And any club that's prepared to do that, you know, they deserve whatever they get. And Mungret are just getting the reward for real hard work and a hard core of dedicated coaches and volunteers in the club. So, you know... It's going to that's that that's a final is on on Sunday week and it's penciled in for Sean McCarroll Park in Kilmallock. Right, well, we shall see. Uh, will the West be awake or will uh, Mungert's rise up the ranks continue? They've um, if Mungert do win, I think it'll serve their senior team uh, all the better in the years to come to have their second team up at intermediate. So we shall see on those ones. So uh, a string of county finals next weekend. And I'm sure if uh, you're uh, really at nothing else, you should be getting along to as many of those as you can or indeed tuning into the streaming or indeed TV coverage of those four finals uh, if and when they're available. So, Matt, I suppose we'll switch codes now uh, to the week that's coming ahead, the weekend that's ahead of us, and hopefully the weather won't impact uh, venue changes. But at the moment, uh, we are penciled in for senior football semifinals, one on Saturday at 3 p.m. and one on Sunday at 3 p.m. I'm at the turn to the, the Saturday game first. Uh, I'm just mixing up my fixtures here on my own head. So Saturday, uh, first of all, is Adair and Father Casey's in Newcastle West as it stands at 3 p.m. Uh, before we touch on the other one, what do you think of that one? Uh, it's the Both semi-finals actually repeated last year. So it was last year that was moved to FINA and uh, Adair got the better of Father Casey's. But it was a game that Father Casey's probably left behind him and maybe... Maybe a youthful father cases this year will probably come in with a little bit, a uh, little bit less fear, maybe, and just they, they might just let the shackles off a little bit. Yeah, first of all, father cases didn't let it after them last year. I saw him. I was at the semi final last year, and the way they started, um, you know, they looked to be a, you know, on course for, for for the final. They looked irresistible for the for the first twenty minutes. They were fantastic, and um, but once a day are settled down, Jack. Adair got a stranglehold on the game. And in the end, Adair won the game by five points and they were deserving winners by five points. Now, all that will be uppermost in, in um, Father Casey's mind. Now, Father Casey's, and we spoke 
earlier on about how Dune were dogged with injuries and defections and everything like that. And like Father Casey's would be possibly the Dune of the football championship in that sense, in that they lost so many players because like they, they had intended at the start of the year fielding a team in the senior championship and the, the premier championship. But there were so many that had weren't available for different reasons. Like, for instance, Cormac, um, when you have players of the caliber of Cormac Roach, um, Chris Smith, Adrian Inright, they, they're gone abroad, among others. They were unable to field in the, in the, in the intermediate championship. But I saw them early in, in, in the championship and... Um, Certainly, they, 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 they looked to me at that stage. They won on the same night against Clahan. They looked to me as a team in transition, you know, a work in progress. But they, 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 having lost to Newcastle West in the first round, despite everything, Jack, they comfortably made it through to second place in the group stages with, with four straight wins. And I, I suppose the biggest test that they got was... Perhaps the, the 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 group game, the final group game with with Kildaimo Palace Kenry. Um, after that, but uh, every, everything that was put in front of them after that, you know, they 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 they, they were able to meet it head on, and then they had Napierschik in 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 the quarter final. Now they'd be slightly worried uh, by the fact that they conceded four goals to Napierschik. Um. Uh, that you know they, they 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 put up a very respectable score and the score that win, would nearly win every game themselves three fifteen but there would be it's like it's just a cause for concern um but it it it, it is um, a concern that was you know that have it's much better that it would manifest itself in the quarter final than it would in the semi final yeah. but um uh, I I I think they're really going to put it up to a dare. And I think they're going to make a better job of it this year. They're, it's going to be very close, but I have a sense at the end of the day that that's it's very very hard to see beyond the day. I've seen them. I've seen them three times this year. Tom and I've been been terrible terrible impressed with them, and they've been without Robbie Burke on a couple of occasions, and they're still Hugh Burke is in the form of his life. He missed most of last season, including the the, the concluding stages of the championship. Um, they are a very, very strong outfit, Tom, and um, I think Father Casey's will find it very, very hard to break them down. Yeah, it's it's a youthful enough, enough Father Casey team overall. There's probably a, a gap in ages between the squad. There's some some guys uh, on the the wrong side of thirty, if I can put it that way, and a lot of guys maybe under twenty two, twenty three. The very young team. It's the guys in the middle, maybe that Adair have. They have guys in their mid mid to late twenties still at the peak of their powers and they have such experience Matt from winning those couple of county seniors and, and indeed intermediate so it's it's probably easy to see why you can make a case for the experience of a dare to shine through you know and what would be you know a big occasion for both sides yeah but if you, you you've nailed it there Tom if if, if you take it there and they're, and they're still a young team like most of those guys an awful lot of those guys in the ADR team, can boast an intermediate championship medal, two premier under-21 football medals, three senior football championship medals. That is fair decoration. And still, they're on the right side of 30. Yeah, You know, yeah. you, you can't argue with that level of experience. It is just simply, simply phenomenal. 
simply okay. phenomenal. And like, you know, uh, having not been one of the the, the the football strongholds of Limerick until recently, you know, th th there's an expectation, a general expectation, that you're only waiting for the day for the day to implode. But by God, it's a long wait, you know. And I, I, I've seen him for the last couple of years. I've seen him right through this odyssey. And I think um, they, they, they're, they're possibly stronger this year than they have been for the last couple of years. And yeah. they have a very, very wily manager who has seen it all, done it all in John Bruder at yeah. the highest level. So, you know, I, I, I've been very impressed with Adair this year. That's fair enough. Yeah, well, it looks like Matt's leaning towards Adair, but uh, the question is, if he's correct on that count, who will be joining him in the final? And Matt, will we have three in a row uh, final pairings of Newcastle West and Adair? Because in standing in the way of that, potentially, of course, if Adair get over the line Saturday on Sunday afternoon, Newcastle West and Monoline currently penciled in for 3pm in Kilmallock. Uh, Jonathan Hayes taking charge of that one. And Matt, this is another repeat of last year's semi-final, we recall, that was played in uh, Skeeton last year and it was a very tight game that I suppose again the experience and the know-how of Newcastle West got them into a winning position and they just didn't they didn't let go of it from there and, and case, in, case in point they won back-to-back -back county titles uh, against Adair then a few weeks later so the case from Monoline I think everyone has been anyway everyone that's seen Monoline so far has been impressed with them at times but do they have enough in the tank to, to take down the champions? Um, I've been very impressed um, with, with, with Mona Lee. And now I've seen the semi-finals in the last couple of years. There was a point in it in 2021. There was a goal in it last year. A, a Dermot Kelly goal, which was scored as the clock kicked into injury time. It was that tight. Like the, 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 the outcome of that semi-final last year was in the melting pot. Now, I've seen it there. I've seen Mona Lee, I think, three times already this year. I've been hugely impressed with them. Um, um, they've got in a couple of players there from Carrier, the shoe crews. Um, Don Sullivan is back in goal, and you know the influence that he accepts. Luke Murphy, county man, playing excellently. Brian Donovan. Um, and Darren Murray, Tom. You know, the great minor of two years ago is now showing the potential of being a great senior really, really has has stepped up this year. But they're facing the champions. And um, I, I've seen the champions a couple of times. And I sometimes you get a sense with Newcastle West um, that particularly in the group stages, uh, possibly against the lesser lights, that they're just doing what they have to do to get by. And they're probably reserving um, the, the good wine for last. And, of course, they have been juggling um, uh, through the, the group stages with um, uh, the, the challenge for the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship and Jimmy Lee's manager aboard and the Senior Football Championship. Now that the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship is off the agenda and off the agenda for three weeks and... Um, you're going to see a different focus in Newcastle West. It will be a fully focused team. And I, I get the sense right through the campaign, as I said. And this is something that I, I, I've got for the last number of years, and last two years in particular when they've been champions. 
that, you know, they're doing what they have to do to get to the knockout stages. And tis then they unleash their full force and power. And I, I have a sense that it will be something similar in Kilmallock on, on, on Sunday. Yeah, this, this promises not, not to be a, a cracker of a contest, really, doesn't it? Uh, you mentioned Maudeline's ascent and kind of addition of players. There were probably a couple of short in the last few years to really become serious contenders. So I think with the additions there and Dara Murray stepping up being one as well and Donald Sullivan being back, which should make it a really, really good game. And hopefully the weather doesn't spoil it. We hope, you know, a free-flowing game of football. But uh, a, a one-score game again, Matt, I, I, I'd say you're leaning towards. Oh God, yes, uh, God, yes. I'm, I'm leaning that there, there is, there is, um, that there, there is nothing. Um, there's going to be nothing in this game, and uh, I, 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 I think um, that that um, the fact that they've lost the last two um, uh, semi-finals is weighing heavy on 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 Monlin at the moment, and you know they will want to rectify. They have a new manager in this year, Lim Lines. He's a mailman, and. Um, since since their commitments to hurling have ended, um, apart from the the county cup, which they will play a hand next Tuesday night in UL at eight thirty, um, the, the the likes of Larkin Lines has come back into the football fold, very very effective in in game I saw him playing against Galtie Gales. I understand that Donegal Dali might be back in the fold. Marco Dwyer, who was injured, is an excellent excellent footballer, and were he to make it. Um, you're going to look at a very, very important and a very, very strong Monley inside. Yeah, we should see what way, Matt. Uh, the prediction so for for the Adair for the Casey's game, a margin maybe for an early towards Adair, but have you uh, a margin to hand? I'm going, I'm going for Adair by two, Tom. Adair by two, and then uh, Newcastle West and Monley. I'm not sure. No, Newcastle West by one. By one, the absolute minimum. Well, there's a possibility, of course, of uh, extra time and indeed the dreaded spot kicks. Uh, should would they be needed beyond 80 minutes? So I wouldn't rule them out in either game, to be honest. And for my two please cents, rule, please rule out penalties, Tom. <laughs> You'll have to get on to the, the, the powers that be, Matt. It won't be me that rules it, but uh, we shall see what way that lands. But uh, for my, my what, way, two, what way are you going in them? I was going to say, for my, my two cents, for what it's worth, I think Adair will have too much, and I think it'll be there by Adair by four. And I think, uh, I think Monoline are going to uh, end the three in a row bit. And uh, get the better of Newcastle West by a solitary point. So we shall see. Will we have uh, the black and red against the red in the final? That's certainly where I'm leaning. But again, very, very difficult to uh, to, to call this one. I think uh, the last of Keane Sheehan for, for Newcastle West, not that he's been involved in this championship, but just, you know, when we come to knockout football, it could be uh, a telling one. Uh, not to say that they're a one-man team by any means, but nevertheless, a player that has previously been nominated for an All-Star is a big absentee for any uh, in any club side, in fairness, so I, 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 I couldn't agree more with you because um, he actually revels, he actually revels in these type of games, and um, you know, to me, he's been the club footballer of the year for the last two years. Absolutely fantastic, you know, and um, like the record, he's he's down under in Australia at the moment in Sydney, and we wish him the best of luck down there. Um, and whoever he will line up with in, in Australia will certainly have got a right good one. Um, but, um, you know, you need to only go back, as I suppose, as far as the, what, the Munster football final, the performance he put on against Kerry when, you know, when the floodgates were open. But 
by God, did, 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 did he try to stop it? And um, yeah, big loss, big loss. And um, we'll certainly would get an indication of how big a loss, um, certainly on Sunday. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, Matt, looking at the tier below, that that was all for the, that's the two big games in the uh, Irish Wire Product Senior Football Championship. But it's the Griffin Coaches Intermediate Football Championship that's also taking place the weekend. Mungert St. Paul's, they've been uh, they've been knocking and knocking and knocking on the door to get up to senior football for many a year now. They're playing Raquel. That's on Saturday at one p.m. Uh, that's penciled in for a day, and uh, also on Saturday, two hours later at three p.m. St. Sennant against Drumcolour or Bradford. So all four of these sides have been senior football teams in, uh, I suppose, in some bit recent times, just trying to get back up the, the ladder, really, back up to the top 12. Uh, Matt, Munger, St. Paul's and Raquel. Uh, I mentioned uh, Munger, St. Paul's knocking on the door. Raquel, of course, have been there, thereabouts as well. They've, they've lost a couple of finals. They lost one to Galbally and another to Kildown Palace Henry. So two sides that... Uh, know about the heartbreak so uh, which one of them will uh, be suffering a little bit more a little bit more heartbreak come uh, come saturday afternoon yeah i i i, I think mongrels and pauls will 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 come out on top on that because um i i i think they've been excellent throughout the campaign now the only thing is that um very often that um you know getting straight through to a semi-final can be a bit of a poison chalice and Ratkeel, of course, are coming with a mission, but it, it's it's a relatively new-looking um, Ratkeel team. And I, I was just comparing the, you know, the squads from 2018, and they were beaten again in 2021 in the final by Kildama Palace Kenry. And on both occasions, I suppose Tom they went in as favourites. But I, I I think on on Saturday that Mungret St Pauls, who don't have a great record in the semi-finals now, Matthew. Um, I, I think they'll just about have enough to get over the line. In the other semi-final, it's St. Sinan's third semi-final in a row, I think. And uh, they failed to get over the line. Um, Colour Broadford came from nowhere last year to reach the final and were very, very, very close. Um, they were relegated in 2020 after certainly being the, the team of the third millennium here in this county having won seven senior titles and maybe contested as many as 10, you know. So um, they will be very, very anxious to get up now. There, there are a couple of players um, still around, the like of Killian Fahey, the Brosnans and the Noonan twins who, who were part of the, the heady days, um, which are gone for the moment. But um, they're coming up against the Sensen inside also with a mission. Uh a mission to win the, the, the semi-final bogey. And St. Sinan's won the, 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 the county intermediate championship time in 2017. In 2018, they missed out on the quarterfinals and scoring difference. And on 2019, they were relegated. And they've been battling and battling and battling since, gone into the concluding stages of the championship, flirting with the idea of coming back up again, and but it hasn't happened. Now they got a, they suffered a pretty heavy defeat in the first round of the championship to Galbally. Now Galbally, who were relegated, but who have since departed from the championship, um, and um, they departed from the championship at the hands of Ratkeel, as far as I, I recall, and. Um, um, They've won, their game. They've won three games since. 
and um, they 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 got a walkover from Father Casey's, which which isn't ideal, uh, far from ideal. These these walkovers, but um, um, they, they, you know, they've some big players. Uh, you know, they've they're, they're potential game changers. Um, the like of James Norton, who has had a great year with Limerick, fantastic year with Limerick. You've Ian Ryan, probably one of the greatest Limerick football scorers of all time. You know, fantastic forward. Like of Adam Kearns, Cormac Wolf, one of the upcoming players, Ray Flaherty, uh, David Finnerty. have been around a long, long time, and they, they will be very, very anxious to win that, that semi final hoodoo. I'm going for Simmons to win it by about two points. Okay, Simmons to win by two, and sorry, the Mungret margin of victory uh, over Akil. I'm going for Munger by three. Munger by three. So one score games galore. Matt is hoping for. And if it's anything like the hurling last week, we may need beyond 60 minutes. And we had, as we mentioned already, we had draws uh, across the what, what's your take on the What's your take on the, the, the semi final, Sam? Matt, as many games as I go to this year, intermediate football has not been uh, on my radar. So it's very difficult for me to give an accurate prediction. But I suppose I'd like to lean towards Munger given their, um, their, their recent heartbreak. I think Munger will probably get over the line. I'll say this with no degree of certainty. And uh, the other one, I really I really don't know. I mean, you mentioned Ian Ryan there. I was always, as a, a young man growing up, if I can say I was at the time, I was always fond of Ian Ryan when he wore the green at Limerick. So um, if I could, I'd love to see him back uh, contesting a final for his sake. And indeed, there's other veterans, of, if I can call them that, of uh, St. Sennans, who probably deserve another crack at the big time. Um, you mentioned they only had a brief enough for the two seasons at senior. So it'd be nice to see them... Uh, Contest the final and maybe get back up there, but uh, I have no strong opinions either way, so I uh, don't anyone. What's, uh, what's your margin, Tom? Oh, St. Sennans by one, but again, having not seen enough of this grade this year, I'll um, I'm very much kind of on the fence if, if I can and have to pick a winner, I suppose, winner on the day scenario. So, yeah, but anyway, hopefully, Hunger St. Paul's, look at him, noting them down there, Hunger St. Paul's by uh, by four. I think I'll go slightly higher than you, but uh. It's difficult. The, the the one thing issue I have with this grade this year has been the walkovers. You're touching it there, and it, it's coppering momentum that these sides are trying to build up, and we don't really get to see enough of them then, because each week there's a team idle and all that. So hopefully, in the years to come, the intermediate grade will have strengthened enough that the, the twelve competing teams will be able to fulfil um, the fixtures, and and it'll uh, it'll allow for a better a better easier to judge grade if i put it that way so um had you late, late call from jack or something <laughs> have I late call from jack no i do because not that, that 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 was one of the issues that jack used to rise me with the minute i used yeah. to always rise these bait on that one you know yeah yeah look i mean what i can I'm... tell you what, what i can tell you about jack he had an uncanny knack of being right in calling the intermediate football semi-finals well, I don't think I'll uh, I don't think I'll be that, that accurate, but we shall see. Come Saturday afternoon, one o'clock and three o'clock for those two anyway. And just have a, before we touch on the Masters football, Matt, I just briefly touch on the lower grades of the football the fixtures this weekend. Uh, the Premier Junior A a Championship, which uh, I lined out in myself earlier in the season to no great success. Uh, Newcastle West are playing Kappa in one semi-final. That's, of course, Newcastle West second team. That's uh, penciled in for one o'clock in drum colour. And the other one is Croom against Fina Kilmeady. Uh, that's uh, in Staker Wallace, uh, which is, of course, Martinstown uh, at 1 p.m. Also, uh, that's on Sunday, though. So Saturday, 1 p.m. and Sunday, 1 p.m. Uh, four teams there vying for the final two spots. 
and uh, Croom, of course, one side really knocked on the door to try and get out of that. So we'll see uh, who comes up in the shake-up. That's in the Premier Junior A and in the Junior A, which is, of course, the tier below. Hospital Harborstown, who, despite starting the season with um, a walkover uh, against themselves, they've uh, recovered and uh, faced Camo Grovers. That's in Capamore at Saturday at 1pm. And uh, Munger St. Paul's second string will play in Clahan. Also, uh, that's on Sunday, 2pm against Ballybrick and Bohemore. And fairness to Ballybrick, they seem to have been uh, building both hurling and football in the last few years with an influx of uh, younger talent. So the two of those uh, sides battling in Clahan on Sunday. So we'll uh, see who comes out in the shake-up in those ones. Uh, Matt, good to see the, the lower tiers. Um, like... just, um, just before you before you go any further, um, Tom, there is one game that's not to be missed this weekend. And it's the relegation final between Staker Wallace and Black Rock in the junior yes. A hurling. A hurling, yes, yes. So uh well it's near neighbors, mm. and if ever bragging rights were paramount, this is it. This is it. So that game is penciled in for two o'clock in not long, I think. Um was it Saturday? Oh, we've so many Saturday, fixtures. I think, yeah. and don't hold us to that. We'd ask you to check before traveling to any of these games because, of course, with the weather we've had, venues will change, times may change, uh, and hopefully teams don't change, but uh, we shall see on that one count. But, yeah, that's one to touch on. Um, whatever about beating your neighbours in a county final, beating them to relegate them, I tell you, that's uh, that's a, that's one way to, to, to get bragging rights over your neighbours, to send them down the grades rather than sending yourself up. But uh, BlackRock's uh, second team and Sterko Wallace's uh, team, they're uh, battling in the, to stay in junior A for another season. Um, Matt, there was another game that needs to be touched on that has unfortunately fell victim to the weather in terms of venue. That is the Masters football. And uh, of course, they've had a fantastic year in inaugural season for the Limerick Masters footballers. They're playing Clare in effectively just a challenge game. But uh, anytime you play Clare, it uh, mightn't be related to a challenge game, but that's in aid of Milford Hospice, um, of course, a local charity in the region, and I suppose obviously based in Limerick, but nevertheless, it'll be clear folk would know all too well of its uh, services as well down the years. So a big cause there. there. That game has moved to UL. It was supposed to be in St. Patrick's um, in Revolve, but it's moved to UL. So um, people are just looking for donations, looking for people to attend. And if you can forget the charity element, Matt, this is always seems to be a good day out for those involved in the Masters football. A good game of football, a good bit of crack, good bit of uh, you know intercounty rivalry, everything that goes with it. Um, and obviously, uh, now we're throwing a bit of charity on top of it. So what's not to like about it? Yeah, just before we move to Komogi, uh, uh, Tom, I'd like just to add my bit to it and um, say like that this is for a very very worthy cause. And it, it has been by any yardstick or by any benchmark, it has been an absolutely phenomenal inaugural year for the Masters. Um, like they weren't in existence this time 12 months. They came into being in the beginning of the, this year, spearheaded <coughs> by Joe Mulcahy back in, in Kilidi. And, um, you know, the rest is history. Um, like they, they played... Um, six games in the group stages, qualified for the All-Ireland Spirit Cup semi-final, had a good win in the semi-final over Kildare and then beat Armagh to win the Spirit Cup. It, it was, um, by any yardstick, as I said, it was a fantastic year. And here they are now, Anthony McCarthy, the manager, and his group coming together and giving something back. And I can't think of a more worthy cause 
than that of, of, of Milford Hospice. And as you said, the game was originally scheduled for Rebog, um, St. Patrick's, who hosted them. I was at uh, one of the Masters game in, in, in Rebog. It was hosted by that excellent club, St. Patrick's, um, who, you know, left no stone unturned on that day when Limerick played Roscommon. Um, but it's now moved to UL. Like, and this, this is going to be something um, that, that's going to be commonplace this weekend, I'd say, because the forecast for tonight is very, very poor, which would suggest that a lot of games are going, possibly going to be change of venues. So people would want to look out before travelling to any venue. But I, I would urge as many people as possible to turn out for that game against Clare. It, irrespective of the rivalry between Limerick and Clare, you know, the, the, the cause that's been furthered by this one supersedes all that. And um, I just hope that there's a huge turnout. And I just want to congratulate Anthony McCarthy and, and the lads and um, Lee Mulcahy, who's promoting it, um, for this very, very, very kind gesture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 2 p.m. on Saturday in Maguire's Field in UL, and that's the artificial surface. So the game will go ahead. Uh, that's the one guarantee you can have with that surface. Uh, that's Maguire's Field in UL, which is, I suppose, near enough. Milford Hospice only up the road and, and the back gate entrance, if you like, to UL. So uh, do trot along if uh, you can on Saturday afternoon and uh, just uh, shake out the wallet and uh, give a couple of quid to Milford Hospice. I'm sure someone in your family uh, or close circle of friends, unfortunately, has had to use their service, but what a brilliant service they do provide there out in uh, Plassey and Groody area. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Matt, Matt sorry, I, I kind of cut across our uh, original plan, but uh, we'll come back now to Camogie, uh, certainly last, but uh, not definitely not least. Uh, Camogie uh, Championship Finals last weekend, uh, plenty of action. You were, uh, I think, I don't know where you were at those games. It was uh, obviously... Yeah, it was a part of time, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was uh, Newcastle West to uh, annex the uh, the senior crown. And uh, before that, we had Mondeline, I suppose, who've been coming and coming and coming uh, at Intermediate Camogie there, finally got over the line. So uh, two two big wins for them there. But uh, touching first, I suppose, and we'll touch on Intermediate first, uh, a good win for Mondeline. A good win for Mondeline. But before I say anything about it, um, Tom, I, I would like to congratulate the Limerick um, Camogie Association, the Limerick County Board, and um, on um, their organisation for the day. I thought was excellent, and um, happiest congratulations to um, Castletown Valley Grand GA Club and the manner in which they had um, Paddy Carroll Park arranged and everything, everything in ship shape for for the two finals last last Sunday. But it was a memorable day, but. You're right. Um, it was a very, very memorable day for Mona Lean. And um, what must be remembered, I suppose, um, it was their first intermediate title and they deserved it. But, um, you know, they didn't win it without getting a, a good fright from 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 um, Crow Kilfinney. But on the day, earlier in the day, um, it, it, and it will give you a sense of where Mona Lean are at in Camogie, they won the county... Uh, junior B Cup, so it it was a double. It was double for Monaline on 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 um, on Sunday. Now it was a good first half at the end of which um, um, uh, Monaline I think were up by a goal, um, but really in the second half, um, 
Crook and Finney hit the ground running. Danny Kenny had a goal shortly after halftime and they added three points and suddenly a three points deficit was now a three point lead. But um Lean dug in. Dug in and they had some Ella Kenny um Ella Whelan had an absolutely fantastic evening. She scored a goal and 10 points. She was absolutely unerring from freeze. And, um, uh, you know, Creva Lyons, who was their go-to player, like, and has played so much with Limerick in the past. Like, you know, she she was outstanding. But they, they had a number of outstanding, um, outstanding players and, Whoever is going to be coming in as the new Limerick Camogie manager, you know, from what I've seen in Ballygrand last Saturday, or last Sunday, in, in, in fact, like that, there's there's a great pool of talent there, not, not just in the senior teams, but but in 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 the two t- in the two um, intermediate teams, Ella Hessian was another one that that stood out for me. Ellie Whelan, as I said, Cleveland's absolutely outstanding. Ethan Elegant. You know, some really, really, really good players. You had Ola Kelleher, um, I, I thought was absolutely fantastic throughout for um, for Croke Kilfinney. And you know, young players, and I've, I've seen her playing a couple of times this year with Limerick Miners. Danny Kenny, who I thought was very, very good, um, set up the first goal for Keelan Madigan, scored the second goal herself. Like this girl is only about 17. You know, real, real young Star of the future. Now it was a it was a very good game throughout. Good intensity, um, and the, the the result really in doubt until the concluding stages. It was by far the better of the two games, and this is no disrespect to Newcastle West and Kilidi, but it was the, it was by far the better of the two games. Now it was the second game, and it was deferred to three thirty because of um, Monaline's commitments in the junior. Uh, the Junior B final. But overall, great day for Mona Lean. Um, they will be going up seeing her next year. Um, you know, I think they have little fears going up, to be honest, Tom. Um, they 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 I thought I thought they look very I thought they look very, 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 very good. And um they, you know, an extra year if they can if they can consolidate at senior level, the world is their oyster, I think. Now they, they are young. Uh, they are young, so it would be very very important. Consolidation would would, would, would be huge in the context of of Monalian, and I'll be talking about it there in a minute. But um, it, it would be huge. Now the senior game, Tom, was very very disappointing by any standard, and I'm sure you can detect that from from the scoreline, and it doesn't lie. Now, Kilidi, they've lost three finals in a row and, you know, our hearts go out to them. But on this occasion, they were really, really far short. Um, now, I've seen the previous occasions in which they lost their finals and it was close and they were in the hunt. Not so much this time because they came up against... <coughs> and you must remember that they came into the game having knocked out a hand who were the county champions. So, like, their hopes were high. But this was a Newcastle West team that arrived in Ballygrand last Sunday with a single-minded mission. Because you know all the sort of difficulties that went on with Newcastle West last year and all that sort of thing. And by God, 
were they out to make, uh, to, to, to make atonement. And most unusually, they scored 17 points. Rebecca De Lee got 11. And Roisin Ambrose got 6. Who's Roisin Ambrose? Roisin Ambrose is our county football captain. And um, uh, he has been shortlisted <coughs> for junior player of the year <coughs> in football. But by God, when she gets a hurley in her hand, is she well able to use it? Got all her six points from play. Herself and Rebecca De Lee right down the spine of the um, the um, the um, Newcastle West attack. Um, they were simply incredible, absolutely incredible. And Matt, Cameron O'Leary, Roshi played in the in the forwards is probably we, we used to see her in the backs when she played with Limerick at Camogie, but she actually played as a forward, I believe. Uh, on on Sunday. she played she, full forward, Tom. Yeah, to great effect. She played full forward, and her, herself and Rebecca De Lee gave gave the Kilini defence a very very difficult hour. Now, Tom O'Leary, Debbie Murphy, they were absolutely outstanding. The Newcastle West halfback line was incredible. Um. You know they, they 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 you know they just soaked up everything, like it was eleven points to three at half time, and um, Kennedy hadn't scored from play at that stage. Um, it was just three points from Valerie Shanahan, but nobody there could argue that they were full value for it. Now, um, uh, Kennedy got a goal um, shortly after half time, and you were saying to yourself, you were sort of rubbing your hands. From a neutral point of view, and you were saying, "Gosh, we're going to have something on here, but not a bit of it." Um, you know, um, Newcastle West just batting down the hatches and very efficiently, and you know, for the want of a better word, professionally, um, closed out the game. And um, I, I, you know, not not jumping ahead. Now they're they're, they're going to be involved in the Munster Clubs Championship in or around mid-November, Tom. But um, I give them a real, real good shout. Now, the only reservation that I would have for Newcastle West is that they've got to get a greater spread of scores. Yeah. It's not, an imperative. Not, yeah, not too often you win a county final. Certainly, as the team, have the potential to go places. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, impressive haul, nevertheless, even though it was only two players who found themselves on the score sheet. I'm sure plenty of the, the donkey work, so to speak, completed by other players there. But uh, just to recap, uh, as we say there, it was uh, Newcastle West winning the senior. Rebecca Lee with 11 points got awarded player of the match and uh, could see her back full uh, full health and fitness after uh, another ACL uh, tear about, uh, was it about 12 months ago or so? But she relentlessly comes back again and again, it seems. But they're just talking about Rebecca, um, Tom. You know, first of all, I'm a huge fan of her boat as a as a dual player. Um just to see her back, but to see the type of performance she put on. Simply phenomenal. And it was only her third game back, Tom. Her own um like the the, the injury um spanned the entire season with Limerick and into the start of the club championship. But by God, what a performance. What a performance. You know Herself and 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 Roisin Ambrose, but I should mention before we go away from the senior, what a day it was for Adair, who won the senior B championship. Now this is the third year in a row 
that Adair have lifted silverware. The Jonah Rain 2021, the Intermediate in 2022, and the Senior B in 2023. And what a way it was. Now, they, they won the Monster Clubs, uh, Jonah Rain last year. But what a way in your first year in senior. You win two games in the group stages and you convincingly win, um, win the, the senior B championship. You know, full marks to him, great credit. And I, I, I mentioned it in the terms of talking about Moraline consolidating. This is the way to consolidate. But look, Jack, it was a great day for, for Limerick Camogie, but tinged with a little sadness. And, you know, relegation always brings sadness. And particularly when it is a relegation of one of the game's joints. And it happened, it happened last Sunday when Granabel and Gary, you know, you know, the Queens of Limerick Camogie for so long, Queens of Munster and Queens of the All Ireland, you know, they have done it all. But next year they will be playing intermediate camogie. They went down by a single point to Procora in, in the relegation final. Um, as you know from the format this year, there were nine teams in the Camogie yeah. Championship. Two had to go. Two were relegated and one promoted to give two fours for next year. Capamore had already been been relegated. And now, unfortunately, from you know, a Granite Ballangalli point of view, they will now join them in intermediate Camogie ranks next year. Yeah, it- it's um it's something that I was looking for before. I don't think anyone even knows how many senior titles they've won, Matt. It's very hard to find the information. I, I think they, they find it hard to know themselves. If you yeah. ask them, you know. Yeah, I tell you, Matt, most clubs know, oh, we won five, we won two, we won one, we won none. They don't know. They won so many. <laughs> yeah. So I think they'll be back before long. But, you know, sometimes sometimes a step back can lead to a couple of steps forward. That's what they'll hope for anyway. And they'll, they'll try and rebuild at uh, intermediate themselves and cap more going down with Mona Lean coming back the other way. So we'll have uh, two groups of four next season, uh, which is confirmed. Just to recap there as well, the player of the match in the senior B final was Maeve Danash of Adair. Uh, Rebecca Lee got that honour in the senior A final. And it was Ellie Madden with 110 for Mona Lean in the uh, intermediate final. And just looking down the grades, Bridget Cattle of Tornafolo got player of the match despite coming out the wrong side uh, uh, of the results. She's playing with Torna Fuller. They lost to Monolene, as Matt said. So well, congratulations to those individuals. Um, my apologies there. I, I refer to Ellie Madden as Ellie Whelan. My mistake. No problem. Does a, the, I'm sure Ellie knows she has the award, a goal in 10 anyway. And I just oh, was happy enough to Ellie Madden, that. like she, she definitely, if anyone deserved her, her player of the match, she, she certainly deserved it. And um, one ten county final, can't argue it. Well done, Ellie Madden. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. Really, Hopefully be hearing a lot more of her and hopefully seeing her in the green jersey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, can, heartiest congratulations to the winners there uh, across those grades. And I, Matt, I think we've we've it all covered. I don't know, have I uh, filled the shoes of Jack just yet? But nevertheless, we've got our way through the, the week that was. And Tom, you're, that... A tu- you're a tougher taskmaster. <laughs> I don't know about that. But nevertheless, we've, we've managed to get through, what is it, about uh, 78 minutes or so. Um, which is around about the time where uh, Dune thought they had the beatings of uh, Napiershig until uh, until Napiershig came up and uh, took them to penalties. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll, re- we'll reignite that penalty debate, Matt, when it comes up again. But uh, they say I was thinking there today. They say semi-finals. You don't remember who lost them, but we can certainly remember now the quiz question: Who was the first team in Limerick 
to be uh, eliminated from the senior championship and penalties and unfortunately that becomes doom it'll be an answer to a quiz question uh, across limerick maybe in years to come so uh, uh that's uh we're going full circle on it there matt but uh, i thank you as always for your contribution here on treaty talk and uh for those listening around the world and indeed around the county uh we hope you've enjoyed the uh the near, near 80 minutes here this afternoon and uh this evening or whenever you're listening to us uh, we'll uh, be sure to um to get this out into the channels and uh, you can uh, pay attention to us in the next few days so we'll uh, we'll see what games come Matt we'll be discussing them all ad nauseum next week we'll be previewing the uh, senior finals in uh, senior final in hurling premier intermediate etc but it's football on the agenda this week so thanks very much impression the game we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.